so good evening, everyone. <clears throat> so, you know, a lot of times this stuff is driven. God drives this stuff by things that were said. And Stan raised a good question. He didn't um, have time to give it justice, so made um, a comment. And I'm very protective of my teaching. I like to elaborate. People who know, who know me know I like to explain things. And so I want to explain in more detail about faith from the faith chapter. So we have understanding, right? Um, and as I said, Stan was waiting a long time to ask that uh, question. And Stanley just gave him a little bit of time right at the end. So he just made a quick comment. And so did I, so I want to elaborate it in more detail. It's, uh, it, it's almost like some of you, uh, you have grandmothers or yourself, you can't have your grandmother or your mother cooking all day and then you come into the kitchen and she's been cooking for hours and then you just throw in a whole bunch of salt into the pot. No, that's gonna mess it up. So I'm gonna um, essentially um, make sure we all understand the recipe and we like it. So Hebrews 11 verse one, now faith, is the assurance of things hoped for. So I'm even gonna change the words a little bit now. <clears throat> now faith is being sure of the things you hope for. So faith is being certain. It is the conviction, it is just knowing, knowing the things that you don't see, that you see them. So essentially, faith is being sure of things hoped for. It's being sure of those things that you don't see, that you do see them. Meaning that we live in two worlds. We do. Look. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. We live in two worlds, right? There's a spiritual world and there's a physical world. People who belong to God are able to tap in to that spiritual world, that supernatural by faith. People who don't live by faith. And also, I just want to, under to understand, there's natural faith and there's supernatural faith. Me sat in this chair right now, I'm sat in this chair by natural faith. I believe naturally the things that I do see, right, will not give way under my weight. Maybe I should lose a little bit. But right now, anyway, <laughs> they won't give weight under my current weight. That's natural faith. Getting into a car, right? Uh, natural faith. Going to the gym. Natural faith. Why is that natural? Because I see all of that. 
I understand all of that, right? It's, it's, I'm not tapping into anything I don't see. I can discern or understand all of these things with my natural senses. Now, faith is the things being sure of, things hoped for that you don't see. But even though you don't see them, you know you can procure them, obtain them by faith. Now, faith in what? Now, okay, I got a book on my desk, Integrative Psychotherapy in Action. So can I put faith in this book, right? To get a mortgage paid? No. The object of that faith, hopeless, pointless. Put faith in this phone to make me my supper tonight? No, that would be silly, right? The faith object is wrong. Faith in this phone to heal me of bipolar disorder, cancer? No, no. It's a natural object that is made for calls. Although our young people today, <laughs> they are phones that they never make a call on. They do everything but make a call. But that's what one of the functions it's actually made for. So what about faith in this supernatural being that says to me in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, call to me, I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Yes, yes, because it's all what you target this thing, faith, for it's all in the target of faith. Do you remember when Elijah had a competition and it was uh, Elijah's God against the gods of the prophets of Baal? Remember? And Elijah was even making fun of them because they were cutting themselves, trying to get the God to do something. Elijah was making fun. Oh, maybe your God's asleep. Oh, maybe, maybe he's not awake. The, the object of their faith was no good. The object of your faith, once the object of your faith, once you are targeting, once you are pointing your faith, and what is faith? I want to demystify that. Trust. Trust. I can say trusting in God, believing in God. Clearly, if I believe in God and his promises, right, that I trust in him. Oh, I believe in him. I, I, I yeah, I believe in, in him. You trust in that person. Once the target of your faith is someone that can split open the Red Sea, right, that can do all of the great wonders he did in Egypt, that can bring water from a rock, that can bring meat 
out of the sky, manna, right? That can do all of that, that tells it to march around Jericho, run the walls will come tumbling down, and they do, right? That can raise someone from the dead, and they do rise from the dead, right? That can walk on water, right? And did walk on water, that can feed 5,000, right? With going and getting on Friday, fish and chips from Amros, right? And a loaf of bread. We can feed 5,000 and then still have leftovers that can heal diseases, right? Can heal diseases that can ward off a storm, right? Can heal people with an issue of blood, right? That can open blind eyes, that can cause uh, people to speak. Again, they're never spoken. Once that he is your target, then anything is possible for him that believes that with a catapult on a stone, he can slay a giant called Goliath, right? Once that is your target, then, hey, woo, get out of the way because you know what? Anything and everything can be possible. If he's done all of the things in this guy, who is sat there, anything and everything is possible, folks. So once he is your target, yes, yes, anything and everything is possible. If people today are gonna say they're gonna worship trees, gonna worship stones, they put their faith in that, well, no, nothing is possible. You're limiting it. But when your faith is in a supernatural being, and then, so then, by faith we understand the worlds were prepared by the word of, of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. So that's the supernatural made the natural. By faith, by faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony. He was righteous. God testifying about his gifts and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. So faith in the eyes of God brings honor. This is the thing that David did. Because everything that David did, everything that David became, it was by faith. David had the opportunity to kill Saul. The man that was chasing after him. But by faith, he said, I will not kill the Lord, Lord's anointed. Why is that? Faith, once again, belief, trust, 
he trusted in the principles of God. You know why people's life changed around, why Paul's life changed around. The Apostle Paul was probably the most unlikely person ever, ever that we know documented to become a Christian, really, ever. Mafia hitmen have become Christian easier than Paul. You know why? Because mafia hitmen haven't tried to destroy the church. The most unlikely person, someone who's breaking something and now starts building it. But what was it? It was by faith. So trusting and believing in something, it's going to change your value system. It's going to change how you see things. And that's what faith does. It causes you to see things differently. You're never stuck. You're never in a dead end with faith. That's what faith is. Faith is a way of seeing things differently. In fact, actually, faith is a way of thinking better because you are never stuck. You, I don't, once I have got faith, once my faith is in God, faith is not just about getting stuff from God. That's not faith. Got Santa Claus for that. No, faith is about seeing things differently. Seeing that there's always a way out. You're never between a rock and a hard place. You are never with faith on a dead end street. A dead end street is you're in one way. You can only get out one way. Faith causes you to see in a multi-directional way. There's always an out when you've got faith. You will have peace because of faith. Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Do you know something? If you have faith, you should not be afraid of death. You should not be afraid. It causes you to see things differently. People who are afraid of death, they don't see anything. They just die. Oh, my word, I don't know what's going to happen. But now I have faith. Why? Because I trust in that what Jesus said. I go to prepare a place for you. Someone who doesn't have faith, oh my word, I don't even know if my bed is going to be made when I get to the other place. And I don't even know if it's going to be on fire, right? So really, faith should cause you to see things differently. Here's what faith should ultimately cause you to do. And this is why I say, no, you can't rationalize faith because that means you're rationalized God and if you're rationalizing God you know what you're doing if you're rationalizing God you're sinking God down to the natural that's it and many people are saying I'm a Christian but their faith is a, a reduced faith which is just reduced to what they do see don't forget faith is the, thing, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it's not seen here. You know, when we pray for someone to be healed, well, clearly we're not praying for people to be healed if they're healed. We're praying for people to be healed because they're not healed. But we see we're praying 
to the one that has the power to heal them. We don't see it, but we are trusting, right? He is, we know he's able to do it. What are we doing? By faith, we're calling those things that are not as though they were. That's what we are doing. We are tapping into the unseen and we're saying, we do not see it with our senses, but we trust it because of our supernatural God, right? We don't see, has anybody seen salvation? Salvation is not something. You can go uh, online now and view a house without even seeing it and buy it. Salvation, does anyone say, can anyone say, oh yeah, I know what street I'm going to be living on, eh, living on in heaven? No, you cannot. But you trust that God has gone to prepare a mansion for you. In my father's house, there's many mansions, right? You don't see it, but you trust it. What's the difference between Peter denied Christ and Peter who embraced death like a hero? Lack of faith, the first Peter. Loads of faith, the second one. That's it. That is it. It's all about faith. If you believe in something, your behavior will align with that that you believe, right? Peter didn't believe, I'll go with you to the death master. Clearly he didn't because he denied him. But the second time he didn't even say that, he just did it. He just did it. That's what faith should do. Faith, let me tell you something, it's supernatural. Anything that is supernatural, you can't rationalize it. Rationale, rationale is too small. Intellect is too small. You can't rationalize what I am talking about. The Apostle Paul's conversion causes intellectualism to bow at his feet. I'm telling you, throughout the entire ages, many people have said, oh, he must have had bipolar. Oh, he must have gone into a trance. There's so many things that have been said trying to rationalize this conversion. It was an authentic conversion. It was supernatural. supernatural. People even said, wait, weren't you the one who was binding people or calling on that name? Yeah, it's supernatural. Peter, who couldn't even stand up to a slave girl, preaches on the day of Pentecost. It's supernatural. This is what I am saying. It's just supernatural. This is how we are meant to live. Don't let anyone reduce your faith. If they're reducing your faith, they're reducing your God. And before you know it, you've got a faith that is natural. Many religious people are functioning in the natural. This is why you don't see any change in their lives. You've got people in the church 40, 50 years because their faith is reduced to the natural. It's supposed to be supernatural. You tap in to, and this is why I say, regardless of where you're at, what you want God to do. You, if he hasn't done it and it's something legitimate, then I'm going to say this. You haven't learned the lesson for the reason why the thing was there in the first place. Really, there's a reason why the thing was there in 
the first place. I know the reason why my mental illness came. Conversion. God wanted to use my life. It's as simple as that. And someone like myself, I was in the markets. I have my own investment company. I never, unless something bad happened, it never would have happened. Hey, hey, guy, do you want to go and preach the gospel tomorrow? Knock somebody knocking on my door. That would have happened. Come on. Something needed to happen where you were almost forced into looking at the reality of there being a God. That is it. I've always been good at fending for myself. Didn't need a God. Why? So now I'm going to take away something from this guy where he gets desperate, where he listened to his cousin. That is it. This is how God works. There's always a reason for something. If you're a Christian, even if you've done unspeakable evil like David, there is a reason. God was bringing David closer. And why do I know? By faith. By faith. Someone's even heard me say, hey, you've heard me say on this line, I wouldn't mind having cancer again because I know that the underlying growth I would get from the cancer would be worth it. It's supernatural. It is supernatural. What about all the people that died for their faith, singing, being torn by lions? You cannot save. You look in the annals of, of church history. It would not even be possible to say, well, they were just all crazy. No, no, they were not. It was their faith was so in the supernatural, they really didn't matter what was going on in the natural. They had people recant and we'll let you live. No, I won't. I won't recant my faith. The church went under intense persecution. Intense persecution. Some horrible things were done. But people had such trust in God. So what? That whole idea of so what? I know God, that came out of the supernatural. I never say that growing up. Really. And this is what faith is. Don't let anyone reduce your faith. It's meant to be massive because your God is massive. You're, you even think about, oh, no. Well, I don't know about that, brother. <laughs> that's a big one. No, that's not which, oh, yeah, I know about that. Yeah, my God deals in big ones. Really, that was great faith that we talked about in numbers. Oh, one group said, oh, the giants, oh, they're too big. Okay, no, they're our food. That's faith. That is faith. And so faith is seeing things that you don't see believe the things that you don't see is what you do you see them by hope right hope by trust by believing and then you receive them in this physical realm but you've got to believe that they're there for us verse six look and without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is 
that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Those who seek him. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. You have to believe that he's a rewarder. That listen, my labor is not in vain. God is going to come through in this. But you have to believe that. You have to believe that he is rewarding your diligence in seeking him. We're going to do some prayer points on this very, 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 very um, important topic. But I'm going to be talking about faith a little bit now. Very important. Your faith, your faith. If you are putting reason, your faith is in God. You're putting reason into it. You're reducing your faith. I'm telling you. You are reducing your faith. Most Christians are not victorious Christians because they've reduced their faith. I'm telling you, most Christians are not victorious Christian, Christians. They've reduced their faith. This is why I tell you, I don't put faith in politics because that's putting faith in man. And now you're trusting what you can see, what you can rationalize to get you what you want. It's going to always fall short. You're going to be frustrated, really. And none of those people that put their trust in politics are living in victory. Not one of them. I'm telling you, because we're not supposed to, we're supposed to look up to the hills from where comes our help. This is the first prayer point. Lord God, give me the grace to know that you are a rewarder of me, of me. You're going to personalize this prayer. You should be personalizing all the prayers that diligently seek you, that seek you, Lord God, with all of my heart. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Father, I praise your holy name. Father, I pray that you will give me the grace to know that you are a rewarder of me who diligently seeks you. Oh, I just thank you, Father. I praise your holy name. And in Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, give me the grace. Before I even say this prayer. Lord God, help heal all of my trust issues. Help heal all of my trust issues. A person with trust issues has trust issues. It's not like all of a sudden, oh, I don't have trust issues concerning God. No, if you have trust issues, you have trust issues, right? You have trust issues. That's a general thing. If you have pain, you have pain in Providence, you have pain in Milwaukee, right? If you have pain, right? It doesn't just go away, right? Trust issues are very, very, are caused by very, very deep wounds. Clearly, people have betrayed you, right? You get God. So, Lord God, help heal all of my trust issues. I 
guarantee you, not one single person on this line has not been betrayed in some kind of way. Lord God, help heal all of my trust issues in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. I pray, Father, Lord God, I ask that you would help heal all of my trust issues, Lord God. All of the deep wounds, Father, that I don't want to open up my heart any longer. Heal them, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Next prayer point is this is, Lord God, help heal all of my hope issues. Hope issues. There's some people who've been hopeless. Help heal all of my hope issues. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise your holy name, Lord God. We pray, Father, that you would help heal all of my hope issues, Lord God. Father, I just pray that you would help heal all of our hope issues, Lord God. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, where in a misguided way, the things I have put trust in, People have put trust, people have put all of their hope in the natural, right? In all of their hope in wherever in my misguided thinking, I have put all of my trust. Some people have put all of their trust in a relationship, a significant other, in their kids, in their money, their IRA, whatever, the stock market. Yeah, it's being pounded right now, right? So, Lord God, wherever I have put my trust in a misguided way, help, help me refocus, right? And put it in you, Lord God. Put it in you. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I praise your holy name, Lord God, Jesus Christ. Father, wherever I have put my trust in a misguided way, Lord God, give me the grace to put it in you, Father, Lord. I ask, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, there are people here on the line, and if it's you, say something about this time of, of testimony. I know there's people on the line. You've been able to pray and trust for others to receive from God, but not from yes, for yourself. And if it you say something about it, it's really, really unfair because God, who, where am I getting this? Am I playing darts on the board? No, God is giving, slipping this into my spirit. So if it you say something about it, really, this is not, guesswork that I do. No. So it's Lord God, wherever I have not been able to believe for myself, and that's an indicator of you feeling that you're not worth it. You're unworthy in some kind of way. Lord God, give me the grace to feel that I'm worthy. You know, because 
if you don't feel that you are worthy, you really can't receive from God, really. And you won't be, you won't be someone that seeks him diligently. But why would I? I'm not worthy. You know, it stands to reason. You want reason with your faith. You can get reason, reason you, reasoning you out of believing, right? So, Lord God, wherever I haven't been able to trust for myself, I've only been able to trust for others, meaning I look at others with more esteem than I look at myself. Take that all away, Lord God. Destroy, dissipate that lie. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. Father, wherever I have not been able to believe for myself, Lord God, or wherever I've, I've been able to believe for others that I am not worthy, Lord God, destroy that lie, Lord God. I have been rationalizing myself out of my faith. So, Lord God, wherever I have not being able to believe for myself, Lord God, cause that lie to dissipate. Give me the grace to see myself, Father, Lord God, that you are my father. I am your child, Lord God. You said that you have given me all spiritual blessings, blessings in heavenly places. Give me the grace of faith to bring them down into earthly places, Lord God. I ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. I'm going to do the caring call, and then I'm going to hand uh, over to Sandy. So if you don't know the Lord, there's a lot of new people, a few new people, a lot on here. I'm going to ask if you don't know the Lord or you're unsure, please say this prayer with me. Father Lord, I know I am a sinner. I know you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me, Lord God. I know, Lord God, I will go on and I will have a faith that cannot be contained, Lord God, a forever growing faith, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.